embarrass you or call your name out or make you stand up, nothing like that. What we would like, though, is we would like to have a record of your visit so we'll know you've been here. And there's a visitor's card in that packet. And if you fill that visitor's card out and drop it in the offering plate, we will appreciate it very, very, very much. Uh, all right, anybody else? I know we had one up here, too. So anybody else visiting first time, first time in a long time? Overlooking anybody? Yeah, we got one right here, fellas. Right here, okay. <laughs> so I said that I wouldn't embarrass you, but I didn't say that your relative would not embarrass you. So, <laughs> so I, I, I am not, I, I'm not guilty of that. All right, if you're here this morning and you need a prayer card, need a prayer card, raise your hand nice and high. Ushers have the prayer cards. They're ready. Yeah, one right here. Right in the middle there, there you go. All right, then anybody else needing a prayer card? Back further, Ronnie. Okay. Raise your hand if you need a prayer card. If you, if you didn't get one yet, okay, get a prayer card. Anybody else needing one? All right. Got, don't wanna overlook anybody, don't wanna miss you. Okay, so let me give the announcements real quick. Uh, there are announcement bulletins. They're, uh, they're on the table between the double doors in the main hallway. Uh, and so if you pick that up, you'll get all the announcements and then we'll be done, right? I will mention a couple though. Uh, you thought we were going to get away with it, didn't you? Choir practice, 6 o'clock tonight, and we want you in your place. Uh, I love choir practice. Uh, spent my whole life at choir practice. Okay, so we'll be choir practice tonight at 6. Now, this is important. If you want peanut butter eggs, you've got to order them by March the 10th. Sunday, March the 10th, you've got to order your eggs. Okay, so don't worry about when you pick them up. We'll talk about that later. Right now, just know you got to order them by March the 10th. If you want to get uh, peanut butter eggs, and I'm telling you, they're great. They're awesome. Uh, you don't want to miss that. Cornhole League is on Thursday, February the 29th. That's this week in the Fellowship Hall. I've got any questions, ask TJ or Kelly Duval. Young Adults Bible Study is March the 1st. That's this Friday night at 7 o'clock in the Fellowship Hall. Men's Devotion Night and Wild Game Dinner. We're looking forward to this. That's this coming Saturday night at 5 p.m. So uh, I, I've got a group going with me out to the boat, uh, but our group is going to get back in time for the wild game dinner. So if we're there, you be there too. We're going to have a great time. And um, next Sunday morning is the first Sunday of the month. Does anybody know what that means? Wow, y'all are really with it today. Amen. Hallelujah. Y'all come on down for the offering. Uh, and next Sunday will be a special building fund offering as well. And while they're coming down, I'm going to read this in a beautiful pink envelope. Isn't that pretty? Really pretty. It says, thank you on the outside. And you can bet in a pink envelope it's not from me. Uh, it says, dear church family, I want to thank you all uh, for the prayers, love, and support you gave me and my family during my recovery recovery. You are a big blessing to us. Uh, I pray God's blessing on you all in Christ's love, and that's Melanie Lesjar. Uh, and so appreciate this. Thank you, and thank you, Melanie. Is she here today? Melanie here. There she is right there. All right. Good to see you. Glad you're in the house of the Lord today, uh, and glad for the very pretty thank you note, and we appreciate that very much. Uh, Willie, man, you got on a fantastic tie. Yeah, <laughs> is, is that uh, is, is that baseballs on that tie? 
No. Coca-Cola, well, that's almost as good. Almost as good. Coca-Cola's almost as good as baseballs, but I mean close. Willie, lead us in prayer. Yes. Pray for yes, Mike as he stands and brings the message, Father, just to, for somebody here who is not saved, Father, to touch them, Father, to get saved for it's everlasting too late, Father. And just uh, bless this offering, the gift, and the giver. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. It's 284. 284, everybody's name. To trust in Jesus, just to take him at his word, just to rest upon his promise, just to know the said the Lord. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him, how I prove him more and more. Jesus, Jesus, pray. to trust him more oh how sweet in jesus just to trust his cleansing blood just in simple faith to plunge me beneath the healing cleansing flood jesus jesus how i trust him To trust him more. Yes, tis sweet to trust in Jesus. Just from sin itself to cease. Just from Jesus simply taking life and rest and joy and peace. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him. Trust. 
Heart the last couple of days. 
but especially, I mean, this morning. Um, I, I saw a verse this morning that popped up in Romans that says, What shall we say to these things? These things that it's referring to is the suffering of this present time, our infirmities, our weaknesses. What shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Yeah, yeah. He that spared not his own son, but gave him up for all of us, how will he not also freely give us all things? Have you suffered with something this week? Have you been suffering with something for a couple weeks, for a month? Uh, who, who knows? Has something just been weighing heavy on you and it exposed your weaknesses and the devil was just at you? If God be for us, who can be against us? You may need to come down. You may need to bring something to the Lord. Just lay it at his feet. Soak it in prayer. I heard this testimony. I like every once in a while to go through and look at uh, just watch people's testimonies of it's just neat to see how God just changes lives and and it was a, a Satanist this lady uh, it was a young girl uh, I mean she she had late teens early 20s she wasn't very old but she got messed up mixed up in the wrong crowd and she started talking I know you guys are gonna think this is crazy because I thought some of this was crazy too but I'm telling you we are in a spiritual battle every day of our lives and and they would talk about how they were given more or less missions by their wicked leader. She called him Satan himself. That would go out and they would give names to Christians, especially clergy, pastors and all, to go and specifically launch spiritual attacks on these people. And she would talk about how they go into, again, who am I to say, but how they would go into like this spiritual place and, and go after these people. But when they would go after these people, sometimes there was like this, she described it as like a blue dome almost covering these people when they were in prayer. And she, and that she thought to herself, what is it that has this power that we can't get at these people? If God be for you, who can be against you? You do not need to deal with this suffering. You do not need to deal with this weakness. There is a God that we can take these things to him in prayer. And he fights our battles for us. If you've got something you're dealing with, a suffering, a struggle, a weakness, right now, today, is no better time. Man, don't carry that. The same God who parted the seas, the same God who, 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 who delivered the children of Israel, the same God that did those things can do the impossible in your yeah. life. The same God.
one who opened up the ocean. I need you now to do the same thing for me. Oh God, my God, I need you. Oh God, my God, I need you now. How I need you now. Oh rock, oh rock of ages, I'm standing on your faithfulness. On your faithfulness, I'm calling on the upon the lowly I know with you all things are possible I'm calling on the God of David who made a shepherd boy courageous I may not face Goliath but I've got my own giants. Oh God, my God, I need you. Oh God, my God, I need you now. How I need you now. Oh rock, oh rock of ages, I'm standing on your faithfulness. On your your children then you hear your children now you are the same God you are the same God you answered prayers you are the same God you are the same God you were same God. You are the same God. You moved in power then. God moved in power now. You are the same God. You are the same God. You were a healer then. You are a healer now. You are the same God. You Standing on your
just want to speak the name of Jesus over every heart and every mind because I know there is peace within your presence I speak Jesus I just want to speak the name of Jesus till every dark addiction starts to break declaring there is hope and there is freedom I speak Jesus
I'm feeling afraid, full of uncertainty. When the plans that I make, they all fall apart. When the future's It's echoing in my heart that he will be faithful to the end. He will provide time and time again. He will be faithful, faithful to Oh
within you to submit to earthly fears. Don't let the stray you're standing in seem to disappear.
His mercies enough. His grace is sufficient. So come if you're needing forgiveness or healing. His mercy is enough. Oh, and this is our hope. this morning. Matthew chapter 3, verse number 1. You told me to. Matthew chapter 3, verse 1. In those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. 
Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we are really not worthy that the Holy Spirit would be so good to us. What a gift the church is. place for the soul to come and get the medicine it needs. Dear Lord, you've blessed our congregation with those who have put their faith and trust in you, and we've seen salvations, and we've praised your name. But dear God, as our souls and spirits walk through this wicked world, we become sick and weary and we need we need the heavenly physician to come in we need our good shepherd to anoint our heads with oil and heal the wounds that are in our spirit No doctor can do it. No physician. We need the good shepherd. We need to hear his voice. And when we hear it, we know it's him. Whom our soul is longed for. We find a peaceful place to rest by a calm stream. We find water to sustain us and food to strengthen us. And we know he's the good shepherd. There are broken hearts today that need the good shepherd. Oh, I'm thankful for the church that can drown out the noise of Satan and bring us into the glorious presence of the Holy Spirit. Help us for just a moment, dear God, as we look at your word. We need it this morning. And if there is one here this morning who doesn't know the Good Shepherd, we would love to introduce them to him. Amen. John the Baptist preaches a simple message. John the Baptist, who is heralding The entrance of the king. John the Baptist lets us know that the king is on his way. The king is on his way. These are the words that he says. Repent. Repent. Turn around. 
stop what you are doing. You've been going in the wrong direction. You have offended the king. The king is coming and you are at odds with him. The king is coming and you are opposed to him. And so I am warning you and I am letting you know it's time to turn around. This message is still the most pivotal and biggest question of our day even today. And I don't even have to make the application or play it. I just have to simply state it just as simply as John the Baptist did. The king is coming. The king is on his way. I do not believe that I need to belabor that point this morning. The king is on his way. He is coming. And when he comes, will you be at odds with him or will you be with him? So many in this world are at odds with him. Maybe this morning you find yourself at odds with him. Maybe you are in opposition to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. The interesting thing about this this morning is he is not just like any other king. No, he is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Everything begins and ends with him. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the author and the finisher, not only of my faith, but of the entire creation. And with him, everything stops. All men must answer to his rule. Therefore, by his judgment is the only one that matters. Are you opposed to him or are you with him? Do you need to repent this morning? The kingdom of heaven, this king is on his way. I want you to look really quick. All that we see here, we see there's not all, there's so much. But boy, this was just a blessing to me for a couple of weeks. We see that there's a universal call of the gospel. We know this. We see it that the Bible says in verse number 5, chapter 3, verse number 5, then went out to him Jerusalem. And then notice the words that it starts using and employing right here. And all Judea and all the region round about Jordan. Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ has made it possible for anyone that will call upon the name of the Lord, they can be saved. His call is universal. Uh, I know I hear people say, well, what about far off in these distant places that they've never heard? If a man, a woman, a boy, a girl wants to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ and their heart is ready, God will make a way. It is not outside of his scope of ability or possibility. God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And if any person, any place, any time, of any nation, of any tongue, of any kindred, if that man, woman, boy, or girl makes a move to God, God will move heaven and earth to get to them. His call is universal. 
for repentance. And oh, the man, oh, listen, he might have moved heaven and earth to get you here today so that you could feel the Holy Spirit moving, witness the power of God moving across this place, and then the call might be coming into your heart that you know what, you need to repent. You need to call on the name of Jesus. And that call is universal and goes out. And isn't it wonderful how the scriptures teaches us over and over again that it goes out and it's universal. But number two, and this one is a little bit tougher, the universal call of the gospel. But then unfortunately, John has a special warning. Notice what he says here, verse number seven. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and the Sadducees come to his baptism. And you know what? When you study those words, they were coming to be baptized of him. That's why they were showing up. He said unto them, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee of the wrath to come? Bring forth therefore fruits, meat for repentance. I want to say this this morning with all the love that I can, but with also all of the sternness that the scriptures itself brings out. That over and over, we see that there is a special warning to those that consider themselves to be religious. I had all kinds of notes here this morning that would tell you about uh, the religious nature of the Pharisees and the Sadducees that would that would show to that show you their their piousness and 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 what they thought of themselves and and how they believed that they had arrived at special places and had some sort of special entrance into the realm of God the nature of God and all of those things they're great points and I did but I don't really need to belabor them this morning because they also point to the fact that so many of us because we come to church, because we fill the pew, because we do these things of a religious nature, we somehow think that repentance is not for us. Woe unto you. We oftentimes, listen, the most difficult to recognize and repent of is not our extreme wickedness, is it? No. The drunkard knows he's got to turn his ways around, doesn't he? The one that's out there living their life promiscuously and living their life recklessly and dangerously, they understand that there needs to be a change of their ways. But the one who fills the, the pew and the one that finds himself in this place, but their heart is full of pride, it is difficult for them to recognize their need of repentance. Woe unto you. You need to repent. You need to turn around and you need to call upon the name of the Lord. As I told you, even as I bring this to you, this week, this week, 
my heart was thinking of my own self and saying, Lord, what in my life do I need to repent of? Lord, have I become cold? Oh man, there's so much in here. Have I become cold to those that need the gospel? Have I become one of those that seems to criticize every other Christian around me? I, I already told you, I don't, we, the Lord, well, we're here, right? We're here. You ready? You take a look at the Pharisees and the Sadducees. They couldn't get along themselves. The only reason they seem to get along and are lumped together all throughout here is because they both hated Jesus. That's the only reason they keep getting lumped together in the Bible is not because they were best buddies and chums. No, they hated each other. They held different doctrines, different beliefs, and they couldn't get along with each other. But when Jesus came along, they both hated him and they said, we got to get rid of that guy. And their critique and their dis they despised the poor. They looked down upon the sinner and they despised anyone with a different doctrine to them. Listen, how many Christians would you say that that describes that fill a church every Sunday morning? It's been ages since they told somebody about Jesus Christ. It's been ages since they witnessed to somebody. They could do little to nothing to help the poor or the needy in their community. And when it comes to other Christians, all they do is criticize. Listen, I want to tell you, woe unto them that do that and fill that role. They are not saved. They need to repent and call upon Jesus' name. The Christian has a much different role in society, a much different role in his church. And he is one that is seeking the promotion of the kingdom of heaven, not the bringing down of the kingdom of heaven. Woe unto them. I'm sorry to lay some heavy preaching on the end of this, but it's probably about the only time we could take it. Amen? Is after the Holy Spirit helped us so much. A special warning that's given to them. But then I was reading a, a, we're talking old, a rabbi. And he was speaking of all of the times in the Old Testament that God is inviting man to repent. And over and over, God is just inviting us to come to him to repent. We just got done with the, with the minor prophets. How many times does he say, repent, come? Come, let us reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet, I will make them white as snow. Over and over, he's begging us. Now listen, this might not do one thing for you, but it blessed my heart immensely this week. That you know what this rabbi pointed out is so unique about God's call for repentance? Is that it is a private and it is a call for repentance between you and him. And though I might have blasphemed him openly, and though I may have cursed his name publicly, 
And though I might have brought shame and reproach to his name wherever I go, he says, if you'll just come to me one-on-one, -on -one, I will forgive you. Oh, what a God we serve. What a long-suffering and merciful God that we serve. He's not trying to embarrass you. Isn't that amazing? Doesn't he have every right? I've heard people say, even in trying to counsel in the church, well, they embarrassed me publicly. They need to apologize publicly. God's not all worried about that. He just says, come to me and tell me you're sorry. Come to me and we can work it out. Oh, my this morning, there is an invitation that is extended to you. And I know the word repent sounds so harsh. But I'm going to tell you what, if you will repent, you will find a loving and a merciful and a kind Savior. Who though he is the King of Kings and he is heralded and one day he will come and rule the world. Just like the song I was listening to this morning. You're my friend and you are my brother, even though you are the king. I love you more than any other, so much more than anything. Would you come this morning and fall in love with Jesus Christ? I know he's a king, but he wants to be your brother. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Daryl, you do whatever you want for invitation. This is the invitation. We are inviting you to come, to repent, to call upon the name of the Lord, and you can be saved. Dear Heavenly Father, we know, we know we don't deserve, oh, any of this. We know the Holy Spirit has preached a better message than I can. But dear God, if there's one this morning, there's one who needs to be saved. Let the Holy Spirit do the work in their heart. Don't let them wait. Don't let them wait one moment. Let them come and put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Your wonderful name we pray. Amen. As we stand. No one knew how alone I was feeling. And the emptiness I tried so hard to hide. Though I laughed and said my life was fine without you. I was covering up the secret tears I cried. But then one day someone told me of your mercy and the love you shown on a hill called Calvary. There you died and you purchased my redemption. When you broke sin's power and set my spirit free.
Amen. Boy, it's been good to be in God's house today. Hey, we say that a lot, don't we? Amen. And it's wonderful. I'll tell you, the Lord's better than we deserve. And boy, we need the church. We need the church. I'm gonna. I'm excited. I, I don't know what's. I don't know who's supposed to preach tonight. Are you supposed to preach, Dad? Yeah. Okay. Well, he's gonna preach tonight. I was gonna say, if he's not ready, I am so ready. How <laughs> deep the Father's love for us! How vast be. Beyond- 